What? They should have not given me a mic or a vodka. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. I hope y'all feeling good. Well, I know y'all feeling better than our girl Royale. Sending her some love. Don't forget to head over to Twitter to talk about it. We have a traffic community over there, so don't forget. That's where all of our book club talks go down. But I won't even hold you guys up because I know y'all want to jump into episode six. We gotta figure out what the hell is going on. So without further ado, let's do it. Let's jump into episode six. All right, check it out. Episode six. Flip the script. The waitress brought over our last round of drinks over to our table. They were quite efficient and lovely with their service tonight, considering we had probably spent $15,000 at the table. Micah had already given me the 900 he owed for the three hours. It was 6.42 a.m. The gentlemen had won some cash and were getting antsy to go upstairs. I was ready to wash up and go knock out, and so was French. I told you she's good luck, said French, as she got up from the table. She had an alluring charm to her that made you want to pay attention to whatever she was saying. You don't lie often, Miss French, teased Mr. Money Man. Well, not to you at least, she replied back cunningly. They both laughed. Mr. Money Man held out his jacket for her and helped to put it on. I guess you ladies were leaving now. Thank you, baby. Yeah, I'm ready to shower and go to sleep. Back at my night job tomorrow, you know, she teased. You're welcome, my love, and no problem, I understand. I gave Mike's hard dick one last caress before I had to get up. This was fun. I love pretty women and making money. My favorite things to do, Mike chuckled. I'd love to see your pretty face again in a more intimate setting if you're interested. No pressure, of course, he whispered in my ear. You're a funny man, Mike, Ike. Take my number, I said. He pulled out his phone, unlocked it, and gave it to me. The wallpaper was him, and I assumed to be his wife and two boys. She was a pretty woman. She looked like she did yoga or Pilates and took her boys to soccer practice twice a week. I wonder if she knew where her husband was. He wasn't wearing his ring, but I already guessed he was married. Married cheating men always carry this kind of presence. But how I see it is, a lot of the time, the wives already know or have a suspicion. They're just comfortable in their discomfort. That's why they haven't done anything about it. So you mind the business that pays you. I put my number in his phone and handed it back to him. It's saved under Royale. You can change it to whatever you want, I winked. He held out my jacket and helped me put it on. Thank you, I said. He gave me a warm hug and proceeded to walk us towards the entrance. We'll do this again soon, said Mike. For sure, don't be a stranger, I said back. We hugged and they left towards the rooms. We walked past security and out the entrance doors to the visitor's parking. The sun was rising, its rays kissing the top of the water. The city was waking up from the slumber. The birds' morning songs saturated the fresh air. It was a new, beautiful day. We entered the car. French turned on some music to try and get herself in order. She only ended up drinking one glass of wine and then had some water, but we were drinking at work earlier. She grabbed a drink from the holder and started chugging it, then adjusted the music and pulled out the visitor's parking. So that was easy, right? I love Eminem. There's some of my best tricks. Did you have fun? How are you feeling? She asked. What, bitch? 
That was fucking amazing. Mike's a cool guy. He didn't even try pressuring me into fucking him. I'm really glad I stayed. I need to make him my regular. They have money, money for real. If I keep seeing him, I'll have first and last and a couch and a TV before I know it. I thought I was going to have to wait months before I could leave this nigga. I feel like he forgot who the fuck I was. Shit. I feel like I forgot who the fuck I was. But he done fucked up. And let me remember. Thank you for putting me on. I offered her money. I didn't tell her how much I made. I figured Mike would tell Mr. Money Man. Who she'd ask if she really wanted to know. It's like the written code not to ask and not to tell either. But it's also a written code to break off whoever put you on. She looked at me and shook her head. We were almost at the house. Girl, keep your money. It's okay. It's you in these clubs talking to the tricks, doing dances, making money. You are the hustle. And that's the whole play of pimping, making you believe otherwise. Girl, when you're making money, that nigga ain't beside you. You'll be just fine without him. Never forget that. Thank you, French. I replied back. We got back to the house. French parked in the open spot right in front. She grabbed her stuff and exited the car, and so did I. We entered the quiet house and headed towards our rooms. French opened the door and placed her bag by her bed. I dropped my things by the dresser. You could shower first if you want, I said to her. Thanks, I won't be long. I'm tired as fuck, she replied. Trust me, I can't wait to sleep. She got together her things and went downstairs to shower. While she was showering, I counted my money, rolled the spliff, and got my things together. It wasn't long before she was back upstairs, creaming her skin. You want to smoke when I get out of the shower? I already rolled a little thing, I asked. Yeah, for sure, she responded. I grabbed my stuff and headed towards the washroom. I couldn't wait to be sleeping. I had a long day and I was happy it was done. I washed away the night and went back upstairs. French was already cuddled up under the sheets. You trying to smoke that in here? Everyone's sleeping so they won't smell it. We can open the window if anything, said French. Yeah, I'm not even trying to go outside again. I grabbed the spliff and lit it. We smoked, finished the spliff, then headed off to the bed. The ringing on my phone pulled me out of my sleep. It was Pablo. Hello? I said sleepily. I should have known you still be sleeping. You don't want to go grab something to eat before work anymore? He asked. What time is it? Honestly, I'm so tired. I'm not even hungry right now. It's 2.17 p.m. All right, I'll grab you something and drop it off before work. What time do you start? And what do you want? He asked. Thank you. Sharma, please. And 6 o'clock. I'll call you when I get up. I'm just going back to sleep a bit more. All right, hit me. Blue you, he said. I almost didn't say it back, but I was too tired for the confrontation it would have caused. Blue you too, later. I slept until 3.30 p.m. Then Pablo came and dropped off a shawarma and some french fries with a drink. We smoked the blunt in the car. I didn't really want to, but I had to keep up with the same routine if I wasn't going to let him know what's up. He said he had a chill night, ended up smoking and falling asleep after speaking to me, but I obviously knew he was lying. It was a short visit. He left after we smoked because I said I had to go and get ready for work. A week and a half passed and I was able to save up four grand by seeing tricks after work with French. Whatever I made in the club, I gave to Pablo and whatever I made outside the club, I kept for myself. French had given me a lot of advice on how to work the tricks outside the club without fucking and how to be a renegade, especially after leaving a pimp. For some reason, she was really knowledgeable on the topic. Pablo told me he's going to pick me up and bring me to the hotel to kick it before work. I think he was sensing me pulling away. 
I had got my things together and was waiting for him to pick me up. His gray BMW pulled up in front of the house. I walked over and hopped in. Hey, pretty girl. He reached over and kissed me. I kissed him back. Hey, how are you? I asked, even though I didn't really care. In my head, this was a game, a show, just like at work. I was acting, and I'm a real good actress. I'm good. I miss you, though. Feels like I haven't seen your ass in years. How are you doing? He asked as he pulled out onto the street. I'm good. Work's fun as shit. Some new Spanish girl came in that barely speaks English. They are funny as fuck, and they make a shitload of money, I said. He laughed. Bad Spanish things will forever make money in the club. That's why some are there till they're 50. So you trying to sleep at the house or with me at the hotel tonight, he asked. I was a little confused why he was being so nice, but then I remember he's playing a game too. This is how he's supposed to be with me. All right, you going to pick me up from work, I asked. Don't I always? Before you got your little sidekick, he said. I could tell he wasn't feeling my friendship or French. Yeah, you know what I mean. I chuckled to try to deflect. Let me know when you're ready to be picked up. We got to the hotel and pulled into the parking lot. He grabbed my bag and we made our way to the room. It was clean and not like the housekeeping clean, but like a nigga who's covering his tracks clean. There were no signs a bitch had been there anywhere. No signs anyone had really been in there, really. No scattered clothes, nothing in disarray, just a PS5 with a controller and games on the table. I put my things down on the armchair and headed over to the dresser to roll a spliff. Who are you fucking? Cause why your ass so fat and I ain't been in you in a minute? He asked in a humorous yet serious tone. Niggas always start doing the most when they feel you slipping away. It's like they know they're doing dirt so they try and flip it on you and make it seem like you're doing dirt to deflect. Cause they know you aren't and it'll cause enough smoke. So now you're not even paying attention to the real problem, his dumb ass. Don't be stupid. Your girl just got it like that, I teased. He was walking towards me with that dumb-ass sexy grin on his face. His semi-hard-ass dick was starting to print through his tech track pants. Let me fatten it up a little bit more, he said as he grabbed my neck and pulled me closer. His lips were so soft, yet he kissed me with force, with passion. He wrapped his other hand around my ass cheek and squeezed. I know that shit wet for me. Stop fronting. Take these off, he said as he tugged at my pants. He was right. My shit was wetter than I wanted it to be. I hated Pablo. I did. But the fire he ignited in my center was undeniable. The unmeasurable lust I had for him wasn't going to keep me a slave, though. I'd fuck him one last time. And just so when I leave, it's even sweeter. He can save around the fact that my pussy's better. I'm better. I took off my pants like I was instructed. Pablo kissed his teeth, annoyed by my lack of understanding. Take these off. He ushered me to the bed, bent me over, pulled my panties to the side and entered me. I meant, take off your fucking panties too. He groaned and thrusted himself in, into my shit and started pounding me. He grabbed one of my legs and put it on the bed. I want to feel you, he said as he pulled me deeper into him. I gasped for air. He groaned in enjoyment and then pulled out of me. Don't fucking move. His tongue tantalized my clit until I couldn't take any more and came. He got up and re-entered me slowly. You freaky little bitch. There we go. Angry little bitch sometimes. You just need some dick though, right? You just need daddy's dick, right? With every word, he threw himself into me. I couldn't help but to come again. Good girl, come on daddy's dick. You're going to make me nut, he said as he sped up his rhythm. He pulled out 
and released all my blood. I flopped onto the bed on my stomach. I was in another world. He walked over to the washroom, turned on the faucet, and then came back with a rag. He wiped his remains off of me, then kissed my butt. That shit goes dumb, baby. He yelled as he walked back to the washroom. You already know the routine. Come shower, little miss. Just as I was about to answer, there was a knock on the door. I could feel Pablo's body tense up. 